Greetings, everyone. This is a Sound Health Radio Show where we talk about the crossroads of the environment and our health and longevity. With Richard Talk to Me Guy and Sherry Edwards is off working on the Sound Health Portal. I'd like to suggest that you go to the Sound Health Portal, scroll down just a bit, and click on the Watch How button. You'll see a short video explaining how to record and submit your first recording. And I, I suggest doing that the very first thing, even though you're going to want to scroll down and read all the information. Watch that first, because then you, as you scroll down the pages, you'll get to active campaigns. And campaigns are software programs that you can have your vocal print, which is a recording of your voice, run through, such as things like Corona Conflicts or BioDiet or PTSD, TBI, or neuroplasticity to see how the, the neuroplasticity is one of my favorites because it shows you where there might be things that might not be firing correctly in the methylation cascade. So all the vital micronutrients get into the neurons of your brain. Just a little something. And uh, so the, go to go to that campaign page after you've watched the Watch How video. Pick a campaign that's of interest to you and then click on that campaign and click on a free voice analysis. And the system will walk you through Submitting your recording, you have to do a recording of about a minute or 90 seconds, and you'll submit that. And depending upon your campaign that you chose that you want to have an analysis done with, you'll receive it back in one to two hours, sometimes a little more, depends on the load on the system, but usually one to two hours. And I suggest when you get it back that you sit down with a cup of tea or really good coffee and uh, just review it. And then if you work with a practitioner such as an acupuncturist or maybe a chiropractor or a doctor of osteopathic medicine or a functional medicine practitioner, you can take that to them and say, we're working on this or do we need to work more on this? Or it'll have information that'll be, it's really informative. I highly recommend it. And that's all at soundhealthportal.com. To hear and share replays of the show, 30 to 40 minutes after you hear the outro music, Go to talktomeguy.com, all like it sounds. Scroll down that page, and you'll see this show at the top of the episodes page. And there's an archives there now of hundreds of hours of shows. And at the bottom of each page is a microphone at the bottom right corner of all the pages. And if you'd like to leave me a question for the guest today, or a guest idea, or just a general question, feel free just to click on that and leave me a message and I'll be notified and I'll get back to you. With that, Brian Chaplin, founder and CEO of Medicine Box, which combines medicine and mentorship to create self-awareness through a seven-pillar wisdom approach. Though his, through his decade-long experience of sobriety from drugs and alcohol, Brian founded Medicine Box to help others achieve full health sovereignty through plant-based therapeutics and microdose products. As a humanist, he believes in a personalized approach to the human experience, but one that is still community-centric. Besides building out his brand's vision, Brian hikes, skis, and meditates on the shores and mountaintops of the North Lake Tahoe, California. A ski up in heart, he lives by the mantra, be a badass on and off the mountain. Brian joins us to talk about how microdosing can be the catalyst for transformational shifts in your life. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Richard. It's nice to be here again with you. 
It's always good. And as you're sitting there, you're having a cup of coffee and looking out over Lake Tahoe. How is the how is the snowpack up there? I imagine it's it, crazy. It's ab- it's absolutely amazing and crazy and uh just joyful and abundant and fun and work and you know all the things that come with uh 60 feet of snow. So we've had a 50-year winter up here. No. Wow. It's, That's mind-blowing. It's snowing. It's like flurrying right now. The last week has been a, a bit of a little snow globe, you know, uh-huh. four inches here, four inches there, three inches here. Um, so a little bit of a, a taper off here in the spring equinox where uh, the last couple months have been, you know, two feet, three feet, four feet break. Yeah. Of the, storm another storm cycle coming in as as you're probably well aware of being in santa rosa getting all the rain yeah. down there but yep um the skiing has been absolutely amazing um it's it's really hard not to go i was out there yesterday even on a saturday uh, i don't usually wow. go on the weekends but we'll probably go out there and make a few turns today wow so just 60 feet of snow that's mind-blowing yeah the <laughs> mo- mo- mountains are very very filled in. So uh, when I hear people complain about shoveling, uh, <laughs> I have to put them put things in a little perspective that it's it's not just uh, the snow here in, yeah. in Tahoe that we're dealing with, but we need it to fill the lake up, fill up the water tables, help suppress uh, some of the fire season. Although, uh, would we get that much precipitation up here in the uh, Sierra Mountain Range? A lot of trees also uh, fall in yeah. the in the forest, so that creates more uh, of the fuel for forest fires. So it's 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 almost like we can't win with Mother Nature. So yeah, she is, she is my, in control. <laughs> she's in control, and I think she's. Uh, I think part of this is that Mother Nature is making a statement, like, mm-hmm. uh, "Hey, pay attention." Exactly. I'm I'm in control here. I'm you know this is I'm the one in charge of the planet. So let's try and pay attention to that. Everybody, what do you think? So I'm I, all for I, her getting our attention. I, I think that too. I, I mean, during COVID, um, I was looking at that. You know, Mother Nature's nervous system was very dysregulated. Yeah, and it was time to. Uh, she needed to take a little bit of a break and regulate her nervous system and. Uh, part of that was all of us humans being in quarantine and isolation and stay at home. And, um, you know, that also had its own, own consequences and repercussions. But uh, I think, uh, again, Mother Nature has been making a big statement definitely the last several years for us to all pay attention, get back in the uh, the rhythms and cycles of nature and, and realize really um, what's important in life right yeah and yeah i think there's i a agree big completely shift. Yeah. yeah there's a big shift happening so which actually leads me i, I wasn't going to start here but i am now um talk to us about the seven pillars of mm. your you talk about the self-awareness through a seven pillar approach talk about yeah. the seven pillars would you please because some i want to comment on some of them in there but please talk about them yeah for sure um well i i always think that self-awareness is 99% of the the journey and it's uh, really a journey of getting into a place of self-awareness and of course there's no right way or wrong way to self-awareness just a lot of different ways uh, my late great 
mentor and co-founder of Medicine Box, Michael Hollister, uh, would always say that there's no right way or wrong way, Brian, just a lot of different ways. And if if one of those ways is staring at a tree, <laughs> that's fine too. Uh, whatever it is for yourself to be able to get to know yourself better. And uh, the seven pillars uh, that I've built upon um, in my personal life, but also uh, when we look through those lenses uh, when we're forming Medicine Box and the messaging and products and how we really uh, work with, with others and the sales calls that we have is um, I'll, I'll retract to the products that we make. So the microdose products, and then I'll reverse engineer to the seven pillars, is it's really important to know that they're not the panacea. It's not a magic pill, but I can't take credit for this quote, but they're just a thing to get you to a thing, and that thing is you. And they're a tool or a vehicle, right? So the other tools to use in synergy with products, and it doesn't even have to be microdose products. It could be cannabis products or hemp products or no products, right? So uh, mindfulness is the first one. Uh, Music, food, community, collaboration, recovery, and nature being the evolving medium that really is weaving all of that together, right? The beautiful chaos of nature and Mm -hmm. being able to bring people back into the cycles of nature, right? I'm very blessed to be where I'm at. I, I chose to live here in Lake Tahoe to be connected to the mountains, the trees, the forest, the lake, the rocks, the sky, right? The stars, all the things, but there's a lot of people out there that don't have that luxury. And I understand that. So how do we get back people back into the rhythms of nature? And we can, we'll plant a flag here, but the 90 day journey back to you is a part of that, right? 90 days is a season. We're in spring equinox and spring equinox to summer solstice, solstice to uh, autumn equinox and so on. So with mindfulness, um, mindfulness is nothing more than just being aware of your surroundings and, and self and your internal environment and how that influences your external environment or just uh, a, a good quote with Terrence McKenna, if we're talking about mushrooms today, is uh, just sit down, shut up, and listen. Um, I like to say, I like to say, sit down. You know, I, I throw a little bit of my East Coast brashness in there, like sit down, shut the f up, and listen. Right? Listen yeah. to not not only listen to other people. Right? We're so conditioned to just insert ourselves with uh, the 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 things that we want to say, or we we listen for the sake of, okay, now it's my turn to talk. How about like actually really, really listening to other people and learning how to understand versus always trying to be understood. And that goes for our own self, right? Listening to our thoughts, uh, our emotions, our feelings, and really trying to make meaning out of them and training ourselves to sit with the, the crap, the stuff, the swampiness of, of the human experience and not resist the things that come to us. And again, if you're combining mindfulness techniques with you know, microdosing or any psychedelic experience, it's going to open you up to a whole new world of maybe suppressed emotions and uh, thoughts in the psyche that have been 
uh, compacted in that psychological bedrock over years. So that's mindfulness mm-hmm. and a, a little bit of nature. If you, if you picked up on like the nature evolving through it all, um, if you think of, of how nature just, this weaves through all our lives, um, food is a big one. Uh, we have a, uh, food for thought recipe book, I call it. And it's a, a 36, uh, plant-based recipes that were designed by a functional nutritionist, uh, modeled after the mind diet. So it's a little bit of a, a Mediterranean diet, but it's really focused on cognitive function, brain health, you know, serotonin production to assist with, you know, optimal, um, clarity, focus, and, uh, being through food. So, combining that element, you know, I'm drinking coffee right now. I drink keto coffee every day. Um, you know, it's just what type of good food can you put into your body to help synergize the overall experience that you're going through? Um, so it's mindfulness, mm-hmm. food, music. I mean, I don't think I need to really get too much into the music part, but, um, music moves us, right? Music can stir up uh, emotions it's a it's timeless it's it transcends time space and um you know different styles of music uh whether that's you know just meditating with a 432 megahertz um you know soundscape on or a, a gentle drum right so it really keeps us in that moment or if you play music right i'm a guitar player and uh, there's nothing you know better than just sitting down and improvising and, and strumming on any or a guitar or playing any instrument to really just put you into that present moment of consciousness, right? You're not really thinking in, in the past or tripping out about, you know, some future outcomes that aren't going to come true anyway. Um, so I like synergizing music in um, a seven pillar approach. So mindfulness, food, music, Community is a big one. I think uh, so many people these days are uh, yearning for community, and they don't quite have their their tribe. Or we're so disconnected in this digital age with this digital onslaught of media that's coming at us every second, every millisecond of the day. Um, uh, we're further polarized and, and disconnected from social media, and different, you know, polarizing views and cancel culture and look at me, look at me, look at me culture. Um, so I think community is really important uh, and community doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a, a bunch of people. It could be with one other person, right? Someone else that you're able to connect with or vibrate with that understands the path you're on. So as that humanist in, in my biography that you read, that, that read well, um, I think of it from a cognitive humanitarian approach is that uh, every human has a basic right to explore uh, their own consciousness and what, however that may be, but doing it with, you know, that's a very personalized approach, right? Exploring your own consciousness, but consciousness is, is connected to uh, every human being, right? We, we think that uh, <clears throat> we think that other humans brains are, these like ice cubes right and the ice cube tray and that they're disconnected from every other brain but in fact we are the ice cube 
tray, right? We were all connected, all our thoughts, all our emotions, all our vibrations. So that's that personalized approach uh, that is also very community-centric. Um, collaboration, like right now, I, I, you and I are in a collaboration, right? We're getting information out there. Um, we are, you know, empowering people to gain knowledge and, and use that knowledge into an experience. And hopefully that experience turns into some innate wisdom that they're already carrying. Um, I always say that uh, this journey into self-awareness is to really get the human being into that innate generating wisdom person that they already are. I think being super disconnected from uh, earth, from self, from community um, is something that's been going on for, you know, 400 years since colonialism it's like let's disconnect everyone from everyone from earth from creator and then from self and then this radical individualism you know uh, occurs and i think we're coming out of that like radical individualism stage uh it's it's you know when i go on social media maybe not <laughs> when you hmm. when you see see everyone you know blasting their opinions and it's just getting you know it's a, a lot of the I call it micromedia, Richard. There's macromedia, you know, CNN, Fox uh -huh. News, and all this. And this is a form of micromedia, but it's way much more intentional um, with the radio show that you have. You know, Instagram, TikTok, you know, the influencer culture. It's it's very much like learn how to be discerning, right? Be discerning in the collaboration. Like I I feel that anyone that is following say an influencer or an Instagram page or whatever it is, you're naturally collaborating with that person, right? There's a collaboration there because there's an exchange of information. So be discerning on what you're consuming in that micromedia. And that's super important. Um, a quote that uh, we live by at uh, Menace Box HQ and my own personal you know, uh, belief system is by Henry David Thoreau, and he was a great, you know, naturalist and transcendentalist. Uh, you know, the Walden Pond era, um, and observed nature. You know, he observed everything with a keen awareness, and it's uh, it's not what you look at that matters; it's what you see. So look under the hood, right? Be very discerning with the information that you take in when you're collaborating with others or collaborating with information. I think collaboration isn't, doesn't necessarily have to be human to human, right? So that's that other part, part of being disconnected from community is people are yearning for that. So they're trying to find it through these social media or online forums. And that can be a very, it can be a very gratifying place, right? But also uh, a very challenging place as well. So there's collaboration. Uh, going into recovery, uh, my biography that you, my bio that you read, uh, I've, I've been in recovery from drugs and alcohol for 10 and a half years now. Um, September 9th of this year will be 11. Nice little palindrome there. And my journey um, in recovery from drugs and alcohol has really helped me get to the place that I'm at today. Uh, I believe that every human being is recovering from something while they're also addicted to something. And uh, it's a, probably a good point here to, 
if I use the word addiction again or addict, that to be discerning, right? Step back. It's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see is that addiction does not necessarily have to have a negative connotation to it. Um, the, the This country has such a... Um, strange relationship with drugs and alcohol and a very non-compassionate relationship for the people that suffer from overconsumption of drugs and alcohol. So looking at, um, looking at the human versus the actual addiction, right? Like don't, don't hate the human being, um, hate the addiction, right? Um, and find some compassion for that person. So, Addicts are humans too, just like homeless people are humans too. And I think that's a good way to frame it that um, everyone in this country, in this world, I believe, is recovering from something. It doesn't have to be drugs and alcohol. It could be, um, you know, gambling, sex, food, um, technology, you know, the little thoughts that go through our head that consume our mind, you know, every day. What is it, 50? to 60,000 thoughts go through an average human being's head a day and how many of those are consistent day after day, right? Our anxiety uh-huh. is addiction. Our stress is addiction. Cleaning the house because we can't sit with ourselves can be looked at in a, as an addiction. Shopping can be an addiction. CrossFit could be an addiction, right? I think anything that is taking you away from the present moment, right? Gabor Mate, one of the leading researchers um, in, you know, being trauma-informed in addiction, you know, his simple way of explaining addiction is it's nothing more than an escape from the present moment. So I always challenge people to take inventory, right? Oh, let's go back to pillar number one, mindfulness, right? Pay attention in your life, what you might be utilizing in unhealthy ways and um you know some some things are healthier than others or healthy escapism i call it is i was talking to my partner last night about traveling right and um she said yeah you know back in the day i would travel a lot and it was a way of like okay if i just go here you know maybe these problems will go away but wherever you go there you are right so if you don't learn how to sit with your stuff, right, and transcend it or bring the shadow into the light and become whole from a place of integration, then those little pesky addictions will will continue to uh, pop up in areas of your life. So take inventory. And again, we're all recovering from something. Like, again, it doesn't have to be recovery from drugs and alcohol like myself, uh, but, you know, recovery from living in New York City, from living in L.A., recovery from COVID, from, you know, the old relationship or the physical ailment or whatever it might be, right? We are or fast recovering food. from something. Yeah, or fast food or social media or, you know, being overworked. or So I think it's very important, again, that's what that humanist level is like. We need to look at things for what they are. Um, not what we see them as, um, and try our best humanly and collectively as possible to not 
put labels on things. And this, I, there's also this big identity culture that's happening. And it's like, uh, you're just confusing things even more, not only for yourself, but for others. And uh, let's stop, you know, with, let's stop with the identity politics. I don't want to go down that lane, Richard, but, yeah. um, you know, from the mindfulness perspective and like I learned mindfulness with jo- uh, John Kabat-Zinn and a, a, a Buddhist practitioner that's a meditation teacher um, that is in the, the direct lineage of the uh, the Dalai Lama. And, um, you know, it's it's a lot about like I, I like to use the word blasting, like you're blasting through these identities, right? And this identity of self and these self constructs. And we're in this weird stage in this modern world that identity is, is something that we wear like a badge, right? It's like putting the gold medal around us and saying, look at me, look at me, look at me. I am this, I am that, right? It's like, I am a CEO, um, and a founder of medicine box, Richard, but I'm also a human that uh, enjoys the outdoors and likes to ski and hike and, and meditate and read books. And those are the things that I like to do, but I'm also a, uh, a courageous man that trusts in himself, that is joyfully present when he can be and is, is patient, right. With, with, with life. And so those are all the qualities that I think we overlook. So that's the, you know, recovery part. And I can go down that, that whole lane again, but the 12 step recovery program, um, is something that saved my life back in September uh, of, of 2012. And this is a good little, you know, fun fact and a, and a tip to synergize this conversation with the 90 day journey back to you season to season. And when I went into recovery, um, I, I was not talking like this. I had zero yeah. awareness. I didn't have any clue what it meant to be a human, right? I was an empty shell of a human, right? I, it may have looked like a human being, but inside it was like complete emptiness. It was a deep, dark cave. And uh, putting the plug in the jug, so to speak, was the easy part. And my sponsor um, at the time um, helped me really turn turn my whole perspective around. So I shift in perspective. And he said, the good news, and do you want the good news and the bad news of, of getting sober, Brian? And I, I said, yeah, give it to me. And he said, well, the good news is all your feelings, emotions, and thoughts come back very strong. I said, okay. And he's like, and the bad news is all your feelings, emotions, and thoughts come back. So that bad news part, right, that's that shadow where you can integrate it with the the good news, right, and Uh and make it whole. And that is becoming becoming aware of self. So uh, other people in that program that, you know, I have a debt of gratitude for, there was no – give me money for this, give me money for that, like charge me, you need to pay me for my time. It was very much of a a pay it forward culture in the 12-step program. I mean, there's things that I don't agree with and I'll I'll bounce back to the identity part. But part of that is, um, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought there on, oh, the 
debt of gratitude that I have for people is, is, you know, going there and they suggested they the collective of the 12 step group here in Tahoe, um, you know, Brian, it's really important to do 90 meetings in 90 days. And I was like, WTF, I haven't done anything for more than nine minutes in my life. Yeah. You expect me to come here and sit my ass down in the seat for an hour a day, maybe a couple a day. Yeah. I went to eight, I, but I listened because there's people in there that had multiple years of sobriety, that their, their lives seemed to be joyful and, and, and happy and connected. And I really wanted what they had. So I took some advice and, uh, or not even advice, uh, suggested practice, right? So I went and I did 88 meetings in 90 days. And of course I was very hard on myself for not doing 90 and 90 of, you know, that's the part of the identity that I'm still working through, right? Of being a perfectionist and, you know, impatient with things. But I did 80, 88, 90, Richard, and guess what happened? Things changed yeah. radically for me. And why was I going in there and listening to the same preamble and the t- same 12 steps and the same 12 traditions? And Because it was gradually working on my psyche day after mm-hmm. day. The same mm-hmm. thing. Chop, chop, chop wood, carry water. Chop yeah. wood, carry water. And that is um, somewhat of a a model that I've used in this 90-day journey back to you is staying frequent and consistent with your practice. And, and that's, you know, in the context of microdosing and, you know, multiply that by intention plus introspection equals transformation. And you can do that over 90 days. It's a very gradual process. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone wants, you. you, you don't even know is. that you're transforming, which is the cool you, thing. That, that's the cool thing. So, um, Again, you, you mentioned the word transformation. I was talking with my um, partner last night about it, and there's nothing wrong with going to, you know, Guatemala or Peru or all these like super, you know, transformative, you know, uh, conventions or festivals or whatever you want to call it, um, and paying, you know, a high ticket dollar to go you know, do ecstatic dance for five straight days and breath work and all the things, but where is it leaving you after five days? Mm-hmm. It's leaving you with this complete surge of dopamine and this yeah. complete amazing transformative experience that you had in the echo chamber. I call it the, you know, one of my teachers, Gavin, um, he, he helped me understand that, you know, you, you have to get out of the echo chamber, right. And spiral dynamics and really helping others raise their consciousness and their vibration that might not have the opportunity to do these transform transformative experiences so i've done them they're amazing i've gone to esalen i've done all kinds of workshops right but what i started to notice in myself after i did those i would have a crash after like two three days and it was a hangover from the mm-hmm. dopamine that i yeah. got and yeah. it was like wow I, I, I remember this feeling. I remember this after like a three-day bender. It's a little yeah. more healthy. <laughs> I'm bouncing back. But now what do I do with all the stuff, right? So that mm-hmm. gradual process, and I call it, it's a, it's a gentle rake, right? So microdosing and, and this gradual 
perspective shift in that frequent and consistent timeline, it's just a gradual rake that is raking away at the vestiges of your ego, right? It's just scraping, gently scraping away that psychological bedrock that we've compacted over years of our life. So we can start to unearth this stuff, right? This uh, dross or the barnacles, and we can plant the spiritual seeds for our future, not the other way around. So there's a lot of these transformative um, the culture, let's call it culture, that it's, I, I believe they have it, I don't want to say, it's, this is a, a no right way, wrong way, just a different way. It's a different way of looking at it where it's like, let's do the spiritual first and ascend, right? Let's get so far up there, right? And ascend away from what? What are you ascending away from? The human experience, Right? It's about descending into the human experience and dealing with the psychological bedrock. When you go out in Sonoma County here very shortly and uh, look around and everyone's starting to plant their gardens and you know clean up the property, what are they doing? They're raking away all the debris that was left over from the year before from season to season so mm-hmm. they can start planting the, the seeds that they're going to sow to yield what their fruits, vegetables, trees, whatever they're growing. Let's talk cannabis, mushrooms, whatever it is. So again, there's, that's bringing us back into this, the rhythm of nature, the cycle of nature. So well, um, that's one of the things. That's one of the things that I I like about the direction and the work that you're doing, is that for me it always comes back to uh, the earth. Uh, that's my primary driving force is the earth and mother nature and what we're doing to her and how that in turn will butt us in the, bite us in the butt at some point down the road. And it's about community. And for me, the earth is our community. And she has made us pay attention by giving you 60 feet of snow and us have flooding and all sorts of, you know, where she's making us really look at the planet and go, you know, uh, for, for instance, I was talking with a friend yesterday and he lives down in San Luis Obispo, and there's a lake down there, Lake Nascimento. And he was saying, I was asking the levels of Lake Nascimento, which is a big lake in California. And he said, for the first time in 25 years, and he said, older, my daughter has never seen the lake this full in her 25 years of life until this year the lake is finally full again. And it's examples of Mother Nature is showing us how we can thrive in community. We can't just all walk off and take advantage of the earth and yeah. throw cigarette butts, which are disgusting, wherever you throw them, in the gutter and just think we can just keep doing that. We just cannot keep trashing, again, very similar to what you're talking about in your work with Mind's Eye, is we can't just keep trashing the place, whether it's the earth or our bodies. At some right. point, we have to realize that part of, for me, our bodies is a community unto itself. Our bodies are the most complex things imaginable. I'm, every day when I get up, I think, wow, that's amazing because it's a lot. And we don't even know we're doing it, not unlike Mother yeah. Nature. You know, it just keeps happening every day and we accept it. But we have to start another, I don't know if it was a word I saw in your, in your material, but it's how I think. Well, you talk about self-awareness. I think it's really about self-caring, and I think one of the powerful aspects of the, the, these products and the 90-day process of really self-caring, not only self-awareness, because you can be aware and still be 
some bad word. Whereas if you're mm. self-caring, you're self-caring. And that begins mm. to spread out into the community, which in turn spreads out into the planet. I love that. Yeah, it's like um, being the, the walking billboard of your own life, right? Yeah. Um, in recovery, there's a, uh, a saying that I've always uh, loved is it's attraction, not promotion, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there, there's like humility wrapped up in that. And I was on a panel, just a little side note, I was on a panel in LA years ago uh, in a cannabis uh, world. And I forget what uh, I forget what convention it was, but anyway, I, I, someone asked me about marketing, right? And they're like, "How do you how do you market? Because it's uh, cannabis, and it's really hard. You don't have the traditional, um, you know, uh, uh, pipelines of, of marketing and advertising." I said, well, "It's a it's a tra- it's a attraction, not promotion." I had like three PR people come up to me after. Where, where do you where do you get that? Where do you? I was like, "That's, a, that's from." 12-step recovery, right? Uh, That's all that is, is like be the walking billboard, right? Or that self-care. I like how you you took that as like that hit home and you said, yeah, you can have self-awareness, but you can also be blank, blank, blip, blip, right? Like, and you can get into those, the weedy parts of the mind with self-awareness, but like that self-care, like the consistency and frequency is huge. And you also made me think there too, uh, Richard, about, how I like to, so it, this might be a good jumping off point as we're like coming into mm-hmm. the nature, into the nature part is, right. you know, think about what I said earlier is nature is the evolving medium that is weaving it all together. And I'm over here. If you could see my finger making imaginary doodly lines in the air, right? Yeah. It's like, it's always, it's always there. And some of the things that I I teach, you know, in our community um, mentorship program is to start paying attention to nature and how we are much um, more connected connected to nature and similar to nature than we think we are right mm-hmm. like for example the uh, i have a four directional prayer that i do every morning right i face the east i thank the east for the sun rising and helping with my intuitive guidance and my inner voice i face the south and i thank the sun for the south facing sun to warm up my clarity, my courage, my creativity, my compassion, uh, my clear communication with self and others and my overall consciousness. Then I face the West and say, thank you, West, for allowing things to come, allowing things to go, and accepting people, places, and things exactly as they are in this present moment because nothing absolutely, nothing happens by mistake in this universe. Okay, so then I face the north and I thank the great northern sky for discernment and understanding and to help me to get better at understanding versus always trying to be understood. But let's, you know, um, take a step to the left and look at the west again is the sun sets in the west every single day, right? Wherever you are in this world. We never question it. We don't question why the sun sets in the west. It just does. And we we take time to glorify in the amazing, beautiful sunsets that we get to see, right? And and we watch the sun go down every day. Why do we have why do we question the actions of people, places and things? Right? Why do we try to change that? Right? Why do we have to try to 
um, change verse accept and get ourselves in the quagmire of being conditional in a very unconditional universe. So that's the part of uh, when we're resisting things, right, or we're trying to force things. That's when we get a little bit wobbly. Another teacher of mine says, yeah, watch out. You're up, you're up on the skinny branches there. You know, uh-huh. don't get too wobbly. Don't get too wobbly. Right. So it's like put that self-awareness puts me in check. And I like to, you know, teach this to other people, too, is just remember when you're being unconditional in a or when you're being conditional in an unconditional universe, um, that's when things are getting wobbly. Just, you know, reflect back at the sun. Right, where it's rising in the east and setting in the west, and we're not questioning it. Right, the clouds come and the clouds go. Right, when the clouds cover the, this is a very Buddhist teaching too. Is when, when the clouds are covering the sun and the sky, we're not mad at the, the sky and the, the sun. Right, we're like, hey, cloud, <laughs> why are you there? Like yesterday, for example, I was skiing. It was a beautiful bluebird sunny day, but there was like some um, minimal cloud cover. And the clouds kept covering the sun on certain areas of ski lines that it wanted to go down. And I was like, I was playing around with the sun and the clouds. I was like, oh, I guess I'll go ski this run now. And like by the time I get back up the chairlift, oh, the the clouds are going to be away from the sun so I can ski over here and have better lighting, right? So it's like, we are nature. We, we, we come from nature. We go back to nature. So why do we dismiss its teachings? So don't get mad, guy, right? Meaning don't get mad at yourself when a thought or a cloudy emotion is coming. Let it pass. Accept mm-hmm. it as it is. Allow it to come and allow it to go. So now with microdosing, that is amplifying these experiences. So... Uh, I, I enjoy the microdosing aspect of psychedelics. Of course, I really enjoy macrodosing too. There's a time and a place for that. There's plenty of other people out there that are psychedelic sitters that really take you on like a deep, deep, deep journey of self. But this mm-hmm. is more of that gradual. Again, you, you've you've picked up what I've been throwing down is like the gradual over time self-care and it's just kind of like happening for you. So... Let's think about what the actual biological functioning of a a mushroom is in the natural world. What does it do, right? When we're walking in the forest or all that grass that's in Sonoma County and the fields that are in Sonoma County and the forest there, underneath our feet is the mycelial network. I don't need to get super nerded out on the science of it, but a mushroom is decomposing right organic matter around it the mycelial web underneath the soil as it's creating life so it's taking life as it's creating life and when it creates life right the mycelial uh, network acts as a vacuum and that's when it pushes up the fruiting body of the mushroom and that's what we visibly get to see again it's not what you look at that matters it's what you see What's underneath the mushroom, right? What's underneath the psyche and the psychological bedrock? Again, right, that mushroom is like ascending, but it's actually came from a place of descending. And it's important to pay attention to what is decaying 
off of us, right? The debris that we're sloughing off or the, the pine trees that are allocating its resources so it can build a bigger crown at the canopy of the forest to be closer to the sun, right? So that's the another way of how we get into the rhythms of nature and bring nature back into our body by understanding the actual biological driver of a mushroom is and from a very basic perspective, right? Like I am not a mycologist, a scientist, um, or, or, you know, any, anything like that, but I, I understand really like the complexities, but really the simplicities of what a mushroom does, right? So, um, when we're ingesting nature, let's just say we're just ingesting nature, right? That is acting on our, um, our psychological bedrock just the same way as it is in the natural world. So I think uh, it's important for people to understand that are going to engage in a practice like this, um, that it's not all rainbows and butterflies and clarity and focus and concentration and creativity that they're going to get. Like there's, there's a lot of that media out there that's like oh it just helps you with your focus and your creativity and uh silicon valley you know all the executives <laughs> there and the techies are taking it to like come up with their next billion dollar unicorn idea it's like you're but we're going to smash the patriarchy and f capitalism it's like you're just playing in this <laughs> the cyclic um nature of capitalism you know uh kind of a tangent there but it's almost taken for, I, I hate to say wrong reasons. It's a different way. But the creativity, the focus, the concentration, the mood enhancement, um, the flow, all of that can come from it. That's just a byproduct. Right? Mm -hmm. so I want to jump in of, there for a second. I want to jump in there for a second because I can think of the uh, Silicon Valley crowd. I know too many of them. And that there seems to be they're taking it and they're striving toward a different kind of imbalance in my mind. This is my view. This is a personal opinion. I think they're striving toward a state of imbalance of dominance and it's going to make me stronger, better, I'll say meaner, faster and make more money. And none of those things are necessarily wrong, but they're in a state of imbalance. It's back yeah. to being out of balance in the community with the community around you, the community of the planet, and the community of your own body. Mm. And, it's, and, it, and they're taking it because they're, I'm writing my new bestest book ever, microdosing. I can't believe the quality of my book. Or there are people who take something like uh, cognitive enhancement in the sense of nootropics, like modafinil. Yep. It's quite popular in that crowd. And it's yep. a stimulant. It's a gnarly kind of stimulant. It works well for people who need it as a medicine, but it's kind of gnarly. And they're, they're taking it for reasons that are going to make them bigger, better, stronger, badder. Not because they want to be in more communication with themselves, more reflective, more cognitive in the sense of actually thinking about what their actions are going to take. It's just go and dominate. And I just think dominate yeah. is never a winning – it just is not a winning pursuit you know, position. And then I want to jump ever so slightly, because uh, I'm looking at your formulation for all the fungi that are in your harmonized product. And I think about like lion's mane, chaga, turkey tail, agaricon, reishi, and cordyceps. These are all mushrooms in the wild 
that are living off of things, they're, as you say, decay, they're growing and they're, they're eating a product or like a tree stump, like reishi grows on trees a lot. And so it's in great connection with the planet, with the microbiome of the soil, of the earth, as it breaks things down. So in us ingesting these, we're getting all that benefit of the earth knowledge that those plant animals have assimilated. That's, this is, again, my opinion. But as an old school herbalist, I'm, I've always been fond of all the fungi family. In this, you know, this is a great formulation because we're getting the benefit of that as well, along with and I'm going to toss microdosing in here, they're all tonics. And I think microdosing has a sort of, a, a tonic herbally is a long-term beneficial effect. And a lot of those mushrooms have that as, a, as history in Chinese medicine, and they've been doing it kind of the longest. But they're tonics, long-term beneficial effect. And I think there's a, in the microdosing realm, there is also a kind of long-term beneficial effect. I can't make that into a question, but I know you have a comment. Well, I was just listening in, in awe because I always love when you speak so eloquently about um, the, ton- the tonics. And it, it, you can tell you're an old school herbalist when you use the word tonic, right? Yeah. I, I'm like, oh, formulation. It's a formulary. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, it's, it's the, I'll, I'll, I'll comment on from the perspective of the adaptogenic mushrooms in there. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice to be, it's nice to be seen, Richard. Um, as a little community of six adaptogenic mushrooms in there to help synergize the, the psilocybin. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that formulation. And it's uh, th- that's uh, made not too far from you over there. Yeah. In, nice. In Santa, Ro- in Santa Rosa. So um, I have some, some great um, co-collaborators uh, that work on awesome. that uh, with me. So, you know, and for your listeners, it's like, you know, Sonoma County, Santa Rosa, that whole area has been quite a mecca for plant medicines, cannabis, mushrooms, traditional, uh, what is it, Um, traditional medicinals, yeah, tea, you know, tonics, herbalism. um, Right. Well, Rosemary Gladstar started her, you know, Rosemary Gladstar has been here for a thousand years in Forceville. And when I had the herb store in Monterey, we used to have regular conversations. I mean, she's been doing this for really, it seems like thousands of years. Yeah. The, um, the, and the so, fa- yeah, fairy godmother. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. She is the fairy godmother of herbalism. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's a, there's a great, she actually, I'm pretty sure Rosemary Gladstar uh, with, um, uh, what's the, geez, drawing a blank here because we used to use their, products a lot up in Oregon. Um, oh, the company? I don't remember yeah. her company name. I just know her name. I, I can come. see it, but I can't tell you. It'll roll up. One of us will shout it. It'll, roll, it'll roll off. <laughs> but uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank there. Sorry, Rosemary. Um, but, yeah. but that started in um, Grass Valley up on the ridge ah, uh-huh. before, before migrating up to Oregon to have a bigger plot of land. Um, <clears throat> so Grass Valley is not too far from where yeah. I'm sitting now in the foothills of, of the Sierra. So uh, back to the the formulation or the adaptogenic stack, right? So you mentioned nootropics mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. The, the stacking is kind of like the new school, uh, you know, phrasing and a lot of like biohackers use stack. You're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Uh, you're not, I'm old school tonic and I'm probably yeah. like in between like a formulation. It's like, how how does everything synergize 
with each other. And mm -hmm. again, there's some trial and error there, but uh, I like to always try to explain things in the most layman way possible is that the, um, I'll uh, analogize it. I'm, I'm drinking a keto coffee, right? So uh, I want the, I want the caffeine, right, from the from the coffee. That's the active compound. There's some mm -hmm. grass-fed but, butter in there for some stored fat and energy. Mm -hmm. So when the ca when the caffeine metabolizes out of my body, I'm not dipping. I don't get that dipping, you know, downward effect of the diminishing mm -hmm. <clears throat> return on the efficacy of the caffeine. Yeah. So I'm I'm staying kind of up in that uh, stabilized. Uh, state of being. So the same kind of citizen science or uh, concept around our formulation is when the psilocybin metabolizes after you know between two and four hours, you're not you're not having the dipping. Remember the gradual process. You're not like oh damn it, I, I need to have another capsule and yeah. another one to get me through yeah. the day. And you're at that point you're just mindlessly uh, consuming something versus mindfully consuming mm -hmm. something. So right. we want to keep keep people in that elevated state of consciousness. Um, when the psilocybin caches out of the system, you have the beneficial adaptogens in there to do what, Richard? Mm -hmm. Adapt to the yeah. stressors in your body. So um, that's the unique way of this formulation. Or, um, you know, can't really take, again, Right, maybe you can shine some light on, you know, you know uh, herbalism and, and formulations and tonics and stacks and what have you. That it's almost this open source uh, collective artistry in a lot of ways. Yeah, of, we like, all as, take... as herbalists, you know, we would sit around and and, and even Rosemary and I and, and other herbalists that I was talking to at that time and still today, I'm an old school herbalist in that I'm a formula kind of herbalist there's a there's a yeah. trend in herbals to like take this take holy basil you won't believe it or take ashwagandha it's you know whatever and they're those, those are both really great herbs but i'm more like your formula with the ashwagandha holy basil brahmi turmeric and sea moss with niacin which i have to sidestep for a moment and as and add that i think of niacin uh the equivalent of ginger Ginger is a stimulant in the sense that not a stimulant like your coffee is, but ginger is a carrier of things into the extremities. Cayenne has the same action of carrying things into the extremities. And I think niacin is a faster acting form of those two. It carries things. It really helps distribute and carry and light things up. Um, I like and, I, you know, it's a, it's a formula. It's not a single there's, a, there's a, again, community. I'm, I'll get off community soon, everybody. Uh, but it is a community of herbs. Formulations are communities. You think in a way of dancing those herbs into a formula because they all make sense. They all sort of like have a relationship to each other and have different actions, but their harmony, like the harmony of your harmonized product, is a great mm -hmm. harmony of fungi. And the same thing with the herbal side where you have those the herbs I named. It's a really wonderful formula or a community of herbs that come together and the totality of their action is more powerful than the individual herbs, even though they're all great individually. But the formulation is that community of herbs that dance well together. Couldn't have said that any better. A community of herbs that are dancing well together. 
feel I had like just, I had a good uh, just a reflection on like being out uh, at Burning Man on the playa a, dan- yeah. a, a, bu- a bunch of people just dancing around well together with like you know the energy is um, greater than the sum of its parts right yeah. so it's like a drumming circle I think the drumming circles are a lot like that at some point the drumming circle sort of is a little lumpy and awkward and not quite in harmony and all of a sudden it comes together and then it's an amazing thing to be part of. So it's another part of the community. Yeah. And you, you mentioned um, niacin. And before we started the show, um, you mentioned, uh, what's his name? L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Who used niacin. Yeah. And, niacin and infrared saunas. Yeah. And I, um, I fired back and then the music came on. I don't think you heard me, but Bill W., the founder of uh, Alcoholics, Anon- Ugh, Alcoholics Anonymous um, used niacin for many oh, years too to, to help, yeah, to help with his depression. But mm-hmm. also, he was a big proponent of of LSD and uh-huh. in the fifties, and he used LSD a lot to uh, help what he thought to be a cure to alcoholism, and wanted to use it in you know clinical settings and treatment for alcoholism. However, yeah. it it became an outside issue with Alcoholics Anonymous, and that's when you know what in the late late fifties um, when yeah. psychedelics were being researched heavily, and then it was like thank you MK Ultra for yeah. um, you know screwing everything up and and whatnot. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're here we are, we're back again, and yeah, um, you know, so he used niacin a lot, and you know, there's all these little interesting tidbits of of wisdom that have been i think carried through some of these compounds that we're seeing yeah. now and that's, that's yeah. important to pay pay respect to the the lineage and you know and you mentioned chinese medicine i mean these are thousands and thousands of years that yeah. have been passed along so um i also wanted to talk a little bit about back to the the program and and identity and all of that and a big part of you know, the, the 90 day journey back to you, right. Uh, program that we have is, um, based, you know, it's in, influenced by work and, and recovery, but also this, uh, the, the nuance is that it doesn't have, you don't have to identify with it. So going into 12 step in this for, for everyone and anyone, including myself, uh, this isn't knocking, you know, AA and a 12 step groups at all. It saved my life. You know, the net was cast out to me. They all pulled me into the boat. But the thing that is uh, so rigid about uh, 12 step work is that uh, once an alcoholic addict, always an alcoholic addict, right? You, you consistently are in recovery and you're always identifying with this disease theory, right? And it's an abstinence model, right? Hi, I'm Brian. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Brian. Welcome, right? When I first was saying that in the first few years of my recovery process, Richard, um, it was like taking a heavy backpack of bricks off my shoulders every Mm -hmm. time, okay? Uh, eventually, the more I started to explore my consciousness with prayer and meditation and psychedelics, mind you, um, I started to open up to deconstructing the identity that I had around 
being an alcoholic and an addict. And it was like, well, I just want to be just, what about just being Brian, right? That like, this was a, yeah. this was a thing and a behavior and these maladaptive behaviors that were stemmed from traumas. And that's a whole other conversation. Um, why should I be identifying still? So um, through my whole journey of recovery, back to that bio that you read, the 10 years, right? I've learned, learned a lot through that. And part of it was early on when I started to fabricate the, um, the early development of, of medicine box and, and the seven pillars was why, what's going on in here? Like why is people on Xanax and Prozac and Lexapro and these SSRIs and Johnny comes in on Oxycontin cause he blew out his knee skiing and, you know, three months later, he's drinking vodka because that seemed like a good idea to go with the oxy. And I, I don't understand, right? But here comes Billy that's on a court-appointed 30-day, um, 30 meetings for having cannabis, getting pulled over for speeding yeah. and had a joint yeah. in his car. And it was a very true story. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the nonconformity of, like, we need to look at recovery a little bit different here, right? We, we, we can't be so rigid, and the abstinence model, does it work? Yes, it does. Like, but, but there's always, um, again, it's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. What's underneath all of that? What's underneath the maladaptive behaviors that are the, the gearboxes of our soul that are um, really driving the symptoms of the drinking and, and the using? And I, um, Richard, you still there? Yep, I can hear you. I heard, I heard, I heard something just go. Bleep. I did too. Uh, I don't know what that was. Weird. Anyway, um, I think that Western medical system, the way we look at recovery and, and treating addiction, is that uh, we we over rely on fixing the problem, where we are not looking at the many, you know, kaleidoscope of issues of the underlying. Um, sources of, of trauma that are driving these maladaptive behaviors in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't quite understand trauma. We don't quite understand, um, you know, the, the root of the root of the root of the root of the root. Again, let, let's descend. Let's descend into the earth, into the ground, into the, into the soul of the, the human um, psyche. And, that's when, you know, going through the recovery program where hmm, it didn't feel so good anymore when I said, hi, I'm Brian, I'm an alcoholic addict, because I felt like I deconstructed that identity. And that was a thing mm-hmm. in the past. I'm choosing to leave it there. But that doesn't mean like when I went through the process, it didn't work. So what I like to mentor to others in, in our program is, really finding what works for you. What is your intention for your practice? And pick that intention, you know, build a, a wisdom statement around it that's not I am an alcoholic, but how, how about like something that connects you to who do you want to become through the process? Like mm-hmm. I want, I, I am Richard, a joyfully abundant um uh, spreader of wisdom and knowledge through earth medicines and community wisdom, you know, something like that, right? Like something uh-huh. like so 
big and outside of yourself that tethers you to that practice versus keeps you right keeps you in in the boat i call it it's like cool let's i brought you in the boat but you don't want to get off we've took you to the other side (laughs) of the of the lake but you can't get off brian because out there's a big scary place and there's people doing these things and these weird things watch out right it's like mm, you know it's almost this uh underlying underpinning of fear that yeah. keeps you there. That David and Goliath, right? It's like yeah. Goliath is this addiction that's going to just take you out at any yeah. time. And you're David, but guess what? In that story, David takes out Goliath. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I just want to let your listeners know. It's like, do your best to not identify with whether it's being, you know, um, addicted to something or your stress or anxiety or anything else that is bothersome in your life. And there are no um, obstacles in the path. The obstacles are the path. And that's a Zen proverb that my meditation mm-hmm. teacher always reflects back at me. So, yeah, um, that's a very really anyway, good one. So that, and I, and I a, agree with, I, I very much am, am not a fan of, uh, and this is happening a lot. Well, it's been happening a lot in for a long time is selling anything based on fear. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of people being educated, getting the information, and then they decide. Yep. And that's what I do is I like to supply people with like conversations we're having where here's this information. Now you think about that. And if you have questions, that's why I have a microphone on my website. If you have questions, contact me. I'm happy to mm-hmm. converse. But, you know, here are the ideas. It's like the things that you're talking about with AA, which is a whole other show sometime. Um, because I've always had an issue with the declaration of, I am this. That's mm-hmm. tricky. Maybe I'm this, too. You know, just yeah. the, you know maybe I'm not just that. I'm not wearing yeah. that as a badge. And I think uh, fear is, a, is not a great place to put, you know, it's used a lot in marketing. Um, it it you know, is. Fear is a, it, is a great marketing tool. If it leads, it leads, as they used to say in newspapers. Yeah. An ugly one, but it's the thing. Go ahead. I'm glad you said fear and marketing, and you put both of those together, because that's, you know, my own awareness um, can also be a double-edged sword at times. I think awareness is a double-edged sword. It's like, geez, what? Ignorance is bliss, but I always say, ignorance is bliss, but is it? Yeah. You have to to figure out. Yeah, really? Yeah. But is it? But is it right? So yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm very challenged, you know, because I am somewhat of a of a marketer and and storyteller and and, and yeah. messaging is really important to me and and you know using lots of adjectives and hyperbole and streams of consciousness. But uh, fear, right? False evidence appearing real. Yeah. It's like in the marketing aspect is like how do you, uh, you know problem solution right as an entrepreneur it's like we're solving problems and we're providing other people with a solution but do you have to agitate right and like some a lot of marketing 101 is like you know describe the problem and then agitate the problem agitate the problem agitate and that like basically what that means is like throw out fear fear mongering and yeah it's you have to be in a very um uh it's very nuanced. It's very much like being very aware of the messaging that you're putting out there. But I like your your take on it. It's like 
you know, here, here I am, I present the information, right? I give right. it to you. I, I set the table. If you have yeah. questions on where you are sitting, give me a call, right? Yeah. That's why yeah. I do these, I do 30 minute free consults. So there's people mm-hmm. in the marketing world like, dude, that's a lot of time you give. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, a lot of people have questions. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm happy yeah. to answer them. And usually when someone gets on, my calendar, it's a 30 minute slot and I'll go like 45 to 60 minutes because I'm really enjoying the conversation that I'm having with people. And I feel that knowledge is power and people deserve to um, be equipped with the right knowledge to be discerning in the decisions that they're making for themselves, not only themselves, but their their families and their loved ones. And again, their psyche and and their bodies. So um, that's, that's really important. Um, I think, uh, and I just want to say one more thing about that marketing piece is that um, I feel that, you know, Facebook and Facebook ads and advertising has really taken us away from being discerning. It's act, it's, it's meant to act on our um, compulsions as human beings, right? Like clickbait, right? You hear that term all the time, like clickbait, yeah. click here, the image stops the scroll, the copy gets the click, Right, mm-hmm, the click, mm-hmm. the the, yep. the click gets into the purchase and funnels and yeah. all the this. deadly funnel, the ever deadly funnel. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I make I make funnels. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, it's uh, um, non-ethical funnels and stuff like that. And it's uh, like, well, okay, well, how do we how do we present it in a way? So um, I like to say, and I'll, I'll stop here about the marketing part is how how do we, right? If you're on my team, Richard, you're on my team with medicine box, right? You're, you're a collaborator. How do we give our customers an analog experience in an overly digitized world? And that's how I'm always working with my, my team. How do we do Mm -hmm. that? Where can we, where can we do that? Where is there a video, right? Do we, do we get on a call? Do we have a community? And that's where I, I built the, um, the digital online community, which we can talk about um, at the end of the conversation, but, you know, and, and really just trying to have people to be able to have access to us and, and reach out and have that, have questions and um, do presentations and, and more, um, you know, uh, interactive Q and a style webinars versus like, I'm just talking to you for an hour then I'm like here buy my stuff yeah. It's like let's let's collaborate in a community and um, bring questions because we have yeah. answers. Maybe yeah. not all the answers, but so. Um, but you have yeah. experience and you have answers from those experiences. Exactly. Or at least that's the idea. Um, yeah. I want to I want to wrap in about five minutes, but I sure. have a couple of questions that I have for you. And one of them is I'm going to jump to this one because there's a flip side to it, but I think this is the more interesting question. Is are there people out there that you feel that this journey is not for? Yeah. Is that, is that the full question? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm speculating you read some of our material. So um, who this is for has basically been this whole conversation, right? People that want to do, i.e. do the work, right? Remember the good news and the bad news. It's like, okay, the good news is like this, this works. The bad news is you have to put in the work to it, 
right? You have to get in the car. And I always say that it's a vehicle, just like our, our cars are a vehicle to get us from point A to point B. But we're always, we've always kind of been in the driver's seat, and, and we want to be able to be in the navigational system. So how do we get there? Um, the Who it's not for, and again, there's no wrong uh, way to do this, um, really is people that really don't dedicate enough time to the journey or to the self-care or the journey to self-awareness. People that um, are over-relying on this is a magical pill and the grand solution to all my problems and it's the panacea that's going to magically get me from point A to point B. Everyone wants to get to the top of the mountain, Richard, but they don't want to climb it, right? Everyone yeah. wants to uh, get across the the canyon and cross, uh, but they don't realize that you actually have to climb down the canyon wall, get to the bottom of the canyon floor, and climb up the other side. And if you're not willing to do that, this is probably not for you. Uh, yeah. Or or opportunists, right? It's like the next big thing. It's the next trend. It's the next, you know, okay, I'm going to, um, you know, take this mindlessly. And a good way to describe that is if I had a microdose, 500 milligram microdose capsule with that formulation we talked about on my left hand and a uh, blue Xanax on my right hand, and I'm just mindlessly taking one of them. Yeah. Okay. There's really no difference. One is like less harmful and it comes from the earth, but right. if you're doing it without any of the other practices or that seven pillar wisdom that I talked about, or maybe perhaps again, it's uh, presenting you with the information and the tools and the resources at, laid out at your feet, right? The micro tracker, a food for thought recipe book, time and nature, all these little tips and tricks to help synergize your experience um, and you don't want to do any of that or you want to be in the Silicon Valley, you know, tech kind of uh, feedback loop, right? Like yeah. dominance yep. that you said, yeah. uh, it might not be for you, but um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go ahead and do that. And maybe you can do a D DIY experience yeah. and fig figure it out for yourself. Again, uh, I can't stress it enough is like, there's no right way or wrong way, just a lot of different ways. The way we like to do it is ensuring the success of our customers because their success is our success. And I don't even like uh -huh. to think of it as customers. Again, that's like yeah. an I identity. It's like our clients or right. our community, right. that are, are the people in our community. And yeah. it's, it's amazing to see the results of, of people that um, join when, you know, when you become a customer, you, you, you get access to, uh, what I call a community gathering meeting. It's once a week. It's on Zoom. It's, you know, I facilitate it. Again, I just present a prompt and I said, okay, everybody, let's go. Let's talk yeah. about how to bond yeah. versus react. And those are the, that's the work, right? Getting people to think. And I'm not going to teach you, you know, how to think. I'm just going to teach you just think, you know, take some time for yourself. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are just the, think. The, yeah. Just think. I'd you wear know, that baseball gonna... cap. Put that out as a merch piece, would you? I'd wear that baseball cap. Yeah, just, just think. think. Just think. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here. Like, I had an old teacher that said, you know, Brian, like, you're, when you present, you're really there to teach people how to think, not mm -hmm. what to think. 
right? Mm-hmm. Now, I've, retra- I've retracted that now because I think a lot has happened over the last three, four, five years. It's like, okay, I'm not even here to teach people how to think. It's just, just think. I'm going to teach yeah. you just to think. Use your mind. Yeah. Try that. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Let's, yeah, yeah. Tr- let's try that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and again, like I, 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 for example, um, I did a presentation on, on Wednesday, Richard, and I presented like who, you know, who this is for and who it's not for. Mm-hmm. And I had to laugh, you know, because I always take feedback well from those. There's 43 people in there. And at the 37 minute marker, a comment came through. Let's get on with it. Right. I was like presenting all the information and there was a comment. Let's get on with it. And it was like, clearly this isn't for you. Right. I didn't yeah. say that. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And then at the end, it was presenting, you know, the, the, the whole program and everything that you get. And this is the special offer that we do for the, the webinar and people that have shown mm-hmm. up and given us their time. Um, you know, oh, it was this you know, a negative comment of like, Oh, if you can afford it and this and that, and just like the complainers. And it's like, well, this clearly isn't for you. And I had a customer in there that I did a one-on-one journey with for, for 12 straight weeks. And she's just a fantastic person and a human. And she's like connected with her son and her family again and herself. And she's in there writing all these comments. I'm like, full disclaimer, I did not pay Kirsten to, to write yeah. these comments in here. Yeah. This is all for her. And um, that one-on-one journey got my, uh, essentially a minimum viable product or a beta to say, okay, I'm only, there's only one of me right now. Yeah. yeah. How can I serve the most people um, successfully and sustainably? So that's where the, the whole group kind of program, the very personalized approach to being community centric yeah. um, came into play. And, um, again, there's people that are like, oh, I don't, I'm shy. I don't want to be in front of a community. Well, oh, neither do they, <laughs> the yeah. people that show up, they don't want to do it either. But when you're exposed to that and you're exposed to other people's breakthroughs, you're hearing what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And that's, that's that work too. So if you're not yeah. willing to do that, then, you know, you can Maybe still purchase. You. Maybe yeah. it's not for you. And, you know, I, uh, wish you all the best of your journey and um, you know, there's no, no harm, no foul and no judgment yeah. either. So, yeah. um, and I want to, I want to jump back for just a moment uh, and talk yeah. about the blue pill being the Xanax in your right hand and the fungal formulations in your left hand. In my mind, the choice is, well, you can either take the blue pill and just be, you know, flat and sort of muted for a while. And, or you can take the fungal pill which is only related to everything on the planet by its microsomes, microorganism that grows off of trees and plants and in communication with the earth. Maybe you want to take that pill that's going to actually benefit your neurogenesis and mm. benefit us and the planet and bring us into community with the earth. How about that? Maybe try that. How, how about that? Right. Yeah, that, how about that? That's the that piece of, uh, I mentioned earlier, is, is cognitive humanitarian mm-hmm. versus what I call the, the, the old belief system, right? It's yeah. like the <clears throat> red pill, blue pill, Morpheus yep, yeah. and Neo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It always comes back to Morpheus and Neo. <laughs> it always does. It, always does. it, it, it always really does. does. <laughs> um, okay. I have to ask you where can, where would you like people to go to find out more information about mind's eye 
and any kind of those links. And as you say them, I'll be taking them to put them into the show notes so people can find them there as well. Yeah. So I'll send you over, Richard, our um, digital community. It's on the school okay. platform. It's called Medicine and Mentorship. So I'll send you that URL. Okay, I don't know the, the full URL off the top okay. of my head, but uh, you can go to uh, www.try, T-R-Y, trymindseye. Dot mm-hmm. com. Um, you can see uh, the basic, you know, formulations on there, as well as um, you can apply now to have a call with myself or someone on my team um, to talk about, you know, the uh, 90-day journey. So that's uh, www.trymindseye.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Brian Chaplin, and I do some just funny, weird uh, quotes and, and thoughts. I was going to say. Uh, uh, quotes, quotes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's, been, it's been a long conversation uh, yeah. on my Instagram, which is underscore uh, Brian Chaplin, and those are just kind of like perspective shifts and just a thought uh, type mm-hmm. content. Um, but the school uh, S K O O L, it's a it's a new online platform, and that is the one that, if anything, um, I would love to see. Uh, your your listeners and and that posted on the website, okay. Richard, because that's free. I offer that community up for free. So if you're still kind of on the fence about all of this, it's like join in, uh, check out the content that we're posting. The or some of the customers are also, you know, joining in again, very community centric um, about their journeys, and you're exposed to um, some real high quality. Uh, wisdom that is happening um, not only from me and my team, but the the customers that are um, within the journey. You know, cool. either they're in the first week, or they've done a 90, or you know, one one gal is on her second 90 day, um, and she took a 30 day break. So that's really um, that's a really fun place to be. So great. Yeah. All right. I'll, yeah. Email me those links and I'll post them in the show notes after this whole show. Here. It'll take a while. Give me, give me one sec, uh, Richard. I'll just, I'll just do this. Um, I didn't want to open up my, uh, so the school, um, link is www. Uh-huh. dot com backslash medicine dash mentorship dash 4485. So com backslash medicine dash mentorship dash 4485. And um, that's free. You can click sign up. It's super easy. Uh, for uh, sign up username password and then I'll accept your your invite um, okay you can be a m- member of our community and I'll send that over to you too okay great and as I say I'll put all this in the show notes and I'm also going to put in the show notes uh, a series of conversations you had had with Decker, Dr. Zelfand mm-hmm. who's a thought leader in this arena and it's just it's a really I like both of you and together it's a really great dance between the two of you because she's she's quite brilliant you're brilliant from, in a different way 
that you have brilliance as well, but it's a di- she just expresses it differently because she's a medical doctor. She does. And yeah, she's done a lot much of work. different. Much different. Yeah, I, but it's a great I, series because it really adds more information to everything we've just talked about in a great yeah. way. Yeah. All right. So, so Brian, go ahead. I'm writing you an email right now, like you were okay. kind of like someone I just had a uh, a 30 minute consult with, which I kind of yeah. did. So yeah. you'll see the email with you know links to to everything, and just oh, use at your use at your leisure. I will. Thank you. All right, you're Brian. That man. was great. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah, I knew it would. You're be. welcome. You bet, right. man. Hope to see you soon. Happy skiing. Thank you, sir. All right. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Everybody, have a great rest of the weekend. Bye, bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.